The same was true of the emotions. As if a busy head wasn't enough, I felt as though I was always drifting into unnecessary worry, frustration and sadness. They were quite ordinary levels of emotion, but they had a tendency to spin out of control every now and then. And when they did, there was nothing I could do about it. It felt as though I was at the mercy of these feelings and would get blown around by them. On a good day, everything was fine, but on a bad day, it felt like my head would explode. Given the strength of feeling, the desire to train the mind was never far from my thoughts. I had no idea how to do it properly, but I come into contact with meditation at a very early age and knew that it offered a potential solution. Now, I wouldn't want you to think that I was some kind of child prodigy and spent my teenage years sat cross-legged on the floor, because that's most definitely not the case. I didn't take up the full-time study of meditation until I was 22, but my first moment of headspace that I experienced at the age of 11 most definitely became a marker for what was possible. I'd love to say that it was a yearning to understand the meaning of life that motivated me to sign up for that first meditation class. But the truth is, I went because I didn't want to feel left out. My parents had just separated, and looking for a way to cope, Mum had signed up for a six-week course. Seeing as my sister was going, I asked if I could go along too. I guess I just got lucky the first time I tried it. I didn't have any expectations, so I couldn't project any hopes or fears onto the experience. Even at that age, it's hard to ignore the change in the quality of mind that meditation can bring about. I'm not sure I'd ever experienced a quiet mind before then. I'd certainly never sat still in one place for such a long period of time. The problem, of course, was when I didn't get the same experience the next time I tried, or the time after that, I started to get very frustrated. In fact, it was as if the harder I tried to relax, the further I moved away from a place of relaxation. So this was how my meditation began, battling with my mind and getting increasingly frustrated. When I look back now, I'm not really all that surprised. The approach I was shown was a little far out, if you know what I mean. The language used was more 1960s than 1980s, and there were so many foreign words that I used to just switch off in class. And then there was a constant reminder to just relax and just let go. What if I knew how to just relax and just let go, then I wouldn't have been there in the first place. And as for sitting 30 or 40 minutes at a time, forget it. This experience could well have put me off meditation for life. Support for the cause was certainly limited. My sister found it boring and gave up, and what with all her other commitments, mum struggled to find the time. And as for support from friends, I can't imagine what I was thinking telling a couple of mates from school about it. By the time I walked into the classroom the next morning, I was met by 30 students sitting cross-legged on their desks, eyes closed, and chanting on through poorly stifled fits of laughter. Though I laugh about it now, at the time I was mortified. So from that point on, I never mentioned it again to anyone, and eventually I gave it up. Besides, what with sports, girls, and underage drinking arriving on the scene, it was difficult to imagine finding time for meditation. So you might think that I was brought up in a way that somehow made meditation easier to accept as a concept. Maybe you're imagining me as a, an alternative character at school, walking around with bell-bottom flares, a ponytail, and smelling of incense. 
Or perhaps you have visions of my parents picking me up from school in a hemp-powered VW camper van with flowers painted down the side. I say this because I think it's easy to jump to conclusions, to tap into those stereotypes of meditation, and to think that it's only meant for a certain kind of person. But in reality, I think I was about as normal as you can be when you're a teenager. I continued to dabble in meditation until at the age of 18 a crisis occurred, a series of tragic events that I'll come back to later, which eventually gave meditation an importance and relevance it never had before. It's hard to deal with grief at any age. We're not trained for it, there's no formula for it, and most of us get by as best as we can. For me that meant doing the only thing I knew how, pushing everything down inside, and hoping I would never have to deal with the feelings of loss and sadness that had so inconveniently arrived on my doorstep. But like anything else in life, the more you push against something,